Welcome, everybody, to a special emergency edition of the Put Me Over podcast. I am A3K, a.k.a. Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host, to my right. He is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls himself, Richard Garcia, Dickalicious in the house. Welcome aboard, everybody, and this is definitely a special edition. I, th- I feel like I feel like the bat signal went off for us, and we had to be here right now. Oh, we we, we couldn't wait. We had to uh, get this out to the masses because what happened last night at Hell in a Cell, Dick? Oh my God! I think the internet and everyone else saw. Um, and if you saw the ending to the Hell in a Cell match and you were pissed off, I don't blame you. It was definitely one of the worst. Hell in a Cell matches I've ever seen in my life. Definitely the one of the worst endings to a pay-per-view match ever. Uh, the yeah, in recent history, I in I, recent history, I can absolutely um, think of. Uh, I can't think of an, another one that you know one didn't live up to the hype and two totally um, was tone deaf to what I think the crowd wanted. Absolutely, um, we kept saying it was a bad idea to have this match in general, uh, so fast, so soon. Uh, how do both? How do both guys end up strong after this? How, why? You know, is it too soon to get the belts on Bray? Well, we found out where WWE stands on that by just having a match, and essentially, I mean, Bray got a little bit of offense, but towards the end of the match, was just eating curb stomp after curb stomp, kicking out at one, and then the hardware came out. You had the ladders, and you had the chairs. You had a toolbox at one point. Um, Seth Rollins brings out a sledgehammer, and. I guess the referee got scared and, or something, and and not just the and, and not just the um the huge sledgehammer that that was used by the fiend originally. Yeah, keep in mind that there was a giant mallet, a yes. comically large mallet, like uh what is uh, Harley Quinn's type uh, mallet used in the match. Um, well, well into bigger, it, bigger bigger than one of the Belgian players used. Yes, um, and then I guess that was okay to use, but as far as uh, you know, an actual, an an actual um. Sledgehammer that we've seen Triple H use on countless occasions inside Hell in a Cell, no less. Yeah, Shawn Michaels didn't throw that match out. Yes, but we got to draw the line somewhere. I mean, oh, like the way this match worked out and um, the ending, it definitely left a lot of it definitely left a sour taste in the in, in the eyes and in the mouths of many of the fans, rightfully so. Um, the match itself, I mean, let's just already get into the we're already gonna get into the match. Let's might as well just get into it. Um, like you said. They should not have done the match if this was going to be the outcome. They had to have known this was going to happen. If they didn't, if they did not realize this was this was not going to be the result, they are tone deaf and they are oblivious to what the fans have wanted. And especially on top of a week in which AEW debuted, and the fans, it was fresh in the in, in the eyes of many fans. Dude, they had a great week. I thought Raw was serviceable. I thought SmackDown was great. NXT, you know, never disappoints. They had a huge. Uh, it was a big week for wrestling in general, and right. it, it ended like a fart in a room um, where it just stunk, and we were all sitting in it, you know? And who does it and, – and if you think about it, who does who does it hurt? I mean, obviously, it hurts Seth as a baby face because the, I think that's the point where the fans just they, – they turn on Seth. They, they, they gave him the Roman Reigns treatment where Absolutely. he's the one that – you know, WWE wants you to like. He's banned over with the fans, um, but I feel like this one match has sent him down a different path, where the fans are going to give him that Roman Reigns treatment. And it's and this isn't this isn't Seth's fault per se for this match. No, although, Seth is fine. Although he did himself no favors with his Twitter wars over the past couple weeks. Yeah, and all this accumulated, and I I just can't see Seth recover as a babyface after this moment. Um, the, 
very loud boos after every curb stomp. Um, he gave the fiend a baby. What, 10, 15 curb at, stomps? At least 11 curb stomps. It took him three to beat Brock Lesnar. Um, and a I, pedigree. And a pedigree. Um, I feel like this match, uh, this this instance, not only killed um, Seth Rollins as a babyface, yes. it also killed his finisher. Because um, b- after all those finishers, Bron- or, uh, Bray was still kicking out at one. And it killed the stipulation of Hell in a Cell. That to me is 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 the most disturbing part right there because Hell in a Cell should have been a special attraction. It should have been where feuds in and ne- I mean that's why Shawn Michaels and Undertaker started it, right? And it in it, it's supposed to end the feuds. It's supposed to be no DQ, uh, no count out. I mean, the, last year we had a bullshit finish with um with Brock coming in and destroying both um Braun and Roman for last year's Hell in a Cell match, and yes um. There was also another uh, Hell in a Cell match that happened back in 98 between Mankind, Kane versus Undertaker and Stone Cold. But that was deliberately no, a, no, a no contest because they didn't really start the match. It was just a brawl inside Hell in a Cell. It, oh, and yeah, it never got started. It never got started. Um, this is completely different because they promoted it as a Hell in a Cell match. Like There needs to be a definitive winner. And um, WWE, they did put a poll up a couple of days before that, and they asked the fans, how would you like this match to end? Um, Seth winning. Bray winning, or I'm sorry, pinfall and then submission, and then the third one was the option was disqualification. And you're like, why would they throw that option in there? Yeah, because it's it's Hell in a Cell. There should there's no D, there's no DQ. There's no DQ. You can do whatever you want. There's no rules inside Hell in a Cell. Um, but they found a way to to essentially get out of uh, the the situation that they booked themselves into. Um, I kind of want to talk about the other matches. Um, yes. One of the, another big thing that happened, um, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, I thought was match of the night. Very creative in their spots. Um, you know, the of course, we're going to talk about the kendo stick with the, with the chair in the corner, uh, but also the meteor on the ladder. Uh, there was there was a lot of good spots in this match. It told a really good story. Um, just those those two can go. No, I, I agree with you on that, and it's just such a shame that the ending of the Hell in a Cell, uh, the ending to, of that Hell in a Cell match between Seth and the Fiend, had a had pretty much overshadowed everything in that match. If you were to go back and watch just one match, definitely watch um, the Becky Sasha Hell in a Cell match. They did, as you said, the, 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 the spots that they did were creative. It was a uh, it was definitely a fast paced match, a lot of offense. Both of them put a hundred percent effort into that. Yeah, they both put a they got a lot of their shit in. Um, it wasn't a one sided affair at all. It it kind of it kind of left me thinking, oh dang, Sasha's gonna win this. I mean, she was my pick. I was hoping right. for her. Um, but then to, for Becky to get the the victory, um, I thought I was like I was okay with it because it's like wow, that was a really good match, and it could have went either way. Um, then the uh, Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns versus Eric Roman Luke Harper, um, I thought it was another great match. Another, if if they're gonna end the Hell in a Cell match like this, um, this match should have been ended too because um, this was a brutal match. Um, essentially, it broke into a, a street fight. Essentially, um, guys going all over the place. Uh, at one point, Dan O'Brien reversed a power bomb on the table and did a Hurricane Rana. Um, oh, I thought floor. that was a really nice spot right there. It was a really good spot. Um, and then you have Dan O'Brien essentially confirming he's not a heel. He's not in on this beatdown. You could see the welts all over him after the match. Um, he took a beating. He took a really big beating, and he shook Roman Reigns' Roman Reigns' hand after the match, and you know walked to the back. Um, they were able to hug it out, and it seems like oh yeah, yeah. everything's good. That's what it was. 
he wanted a handshake. Roman took his hand out. Daniel Bryan took it out and then extended his arms for a hug. Um, so, you know, we're getting that team hell no hugger, uh, Daniel Bryan. Bro hugs. Yes. Basically. I mean, if you look at the first two matches, uh, they, they did start the pay-per-view off strong. But after that, it just seemed like it just slowly progressed as it got um, as more mediocrity. And then toward the end, that's when it just went downhill. Yeah, this could have been passable with with the with the main event that delivered. Um, but to me, this was just another edition of Raw with a you know a couple cell matches in it. Uh, Kabuki Warriors um, are the new tag champs and are now heels. And keep in mind, this like by the time we recorded the podcast um, a couple days ago, there were only four matches announced. Yes, um, Randy Orton Ali was announced on the show. And yes. it became a, a pretty much a squash match for for Ali. Randy Orton won with the RKO. Uh, Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. No buildup whatsoever. It was announced the day of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Kabuki Warriors are heels now. Yes. And uh, Asuka does the green mist uh, finish now, uh, which I don't think she needs. She's a good No, she doesn't. she doesn't need mm-hmm. that. But if you're going to make them heels, at least, you know, you give them a heel tactic like that. Especially, especially if you're if you're if you're a Japanese heel like what's more Japanese? What's more of a Japanese hill to do than to spray Asian mist? Yeah, and that just goes back to Vince McMahon, you know, lumping races into their thing. You know, that's they, that's an archaic Kabuki wrestling warriors. Thing. That's an archaic wrestling thing that's been around for for really for years. And Vince just thought, okay, well, you know what? We got to make them heels. Let's just give them. Let's just give her the Asian mist. Yeah, um, there was a six man tag match that. You know, kind of. I fast forwarded it. Um, I didn't really care about uh, it. Again, uh, 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 it was uh, announced at the day of the show. Um, a lot of these matches were announced on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, by the way, uh, Viking okay. Warriors and a mystery partner, which turned out to be Braun Strowman against the OC, ended in a disqualification, a bullshit finish. Uh, the heels uh, beat up on Braun, and it caused a DQ where the ref threw out the match. Braun. So- Another match. Another branch ending. Uh, no, no, no real resolution. Exactly. And uh, Braun lays out. I mean, uh, the only reason why they ended it like that was to have Braun lay out AJ with a punch. And AJ was wobbling all the way back to the stage. And um, it didn't make AJ look good at all. And in fact, it didn't make Braun look good either. This match was just to put over that Tyson. My, Iron Mike Tyson Fury um, thing, angle they have going on on yes. SmackDown. Um, and we watched Raw too, so spoiler alert. Um, you know, we'll get into we'll, we're going to briefly go over Raw because really there's not much to talk about. Um, and then you have uh, Shorty Gable, as Baron Corbin has dubbed him, uh, in a match with King Corbin. Um, Gable got the the roll up victory, um, and the announcer after the match called him Shorty Gable. So that's his name now. You know, I thought it was a botch at first, but. Now that um, now that you mentioned it, and I, and I went back and watched that part again, I was thinking, like, there's no way the the, uh, the announcer had said Shorty Gable. I kept watching it over and over again. I'm like, yes, he did. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, why would you bury uh, Chad Gable like that? I don't I, like. I mean, it must be like like some like. Okay, we get it. He's a short guy. Fine, but are, what what are you actually trying to do to him? Are you trying to build him up? Are you trying to give him be the underdog? Um, it's just it's tired. It's played out like the, the short jokes are played out. Yeah. And it, it's only going to get worse because after the match, uh, Corbin, you know, went on a, or before the match, Corbin, you know, made a lot of a, I don't mean to belittle you. Get it. Belittle. Yeah. Like he literally said, get it. Belittle you. Um, it just it's 
it's really bad. And then, um, and then after the match was over, um, he was interviewed backstage with uh, by uh, Charlie Caruso, and as soon as he was walking away, Corbin beats him up. It's yeah, like, so what's the, the point? The victory didn't mean shit because it now he's nothing. now he's uh, back to being. You know, I, unless they keep the feud going, which I don't see a reason why. King of the Ring is long gone. Um, I, I, I don't like it at all. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they do keep it, uh, keep this feud going. Um, you you got to think about it like this. Um, and this and both these guys are on Raw as of right now. I hope when the draft comes on Friday, one of them. Well, actually, technically, Gable's on SmackDown and Corbin's on Raw. I hope they stay as far away from each other as possible because if they both get drafted on the same brand, we're going to be seeing 50-50 matches again. Oh, yeah. Uh, Charlotte beats Bailey, uh, which was a good match. I thought it was a good match. Um, you know, we called it. Charlotte's been the face of SmackDown, um, and they see her that way, so that's how they, they go. Now, after the match, mm -hmm. uh, Bailey had sort of a breakdown, and I noticed also at the end of the Sasha-Becky uh, match... Sasha Sasha loses and the camera got real tight on her and looked like she was ready to cry. Oh, that's right. They did kind of the same thing with Bailey after she lost. They got real tight on her and she started crying and, you know, started throwing stuff around and, you know, where is that going to go? They didn't really address it on on Raw too much. Um so we'll find out hopefully on SmackDown. Well, I th I think so too, but it was more obvious with Bailey. Yes. She was definitely throwing a huge tantrum after she lost. So maybe this is actually where we're going to finally see her actually going full-fledged like she's actually going to finally turn officially even though she's to me, I think she's already healed the um the way that uh she's come out and she's kind of defending Sasha even though she knows Sasha's wrong, but the fact that she's defending her and she's kind of like you can see like the, the tendencies kind of creeping up into belly, and maybe by this point, it it's fully come come full fledged with her, and she says, "Fuck it," you know. There's no point in me being a, a good role model. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the kids. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you know the the Bray Wyatt no contest. Um, I I was so brm. I was so blood red mad at the end of this match. Uh, shouts out to uh, Ten Minute Podcast for that. Um, but. The way that this show ended, I felt bad for the people that paid money to see that. By the end of the match, um, people were chanting AEW. People were chanting restart the match. Because after the referee called for the match and they're trying to stretch out Strowman, I mean, uh, fuck, uh, Bray Wyatt. Right. He gets up and gives him a gives Rollins the mandible claw and is fine. So restart the match if he's fine. Right? You would That's what I would think. I mean, well, I mean, obviously, logic dictates that you wouldn't have the hell in a cell match in a dq but fuck do we know right um I, i've been called the mark for my take on this but i i stand by it i, th I thought this was an awful way to not only end the, sh the show but to end this match uh and the basically the the structure of hell in a cell now we can now th there are rules and there's not going to be a clear-cut winner in these matches I, I go back and I look at some of the the way the uh, a lot of these pay per views have ended. I'm um, most recent example was back in probably um, back in 2015. It was uh, I think it was Fastlane. I want to say it was uh, the match with Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, and the and the, the match ended with Roman Reigns winning and Daniel Bryan putting him over, and the internet just went to shit with them, and they were threatening to uh, to uh, cancel and to boycott the WWE Network. Yes. Okay. Back then, I think people were legitimately mad, but it was kind of it wasn't as bad as this this is actually bad yeah this this is just like i said it very tone deaf um not not listening to the fans or 
I mean, I don't even think it's not listening to the fans. It's just not having the foresight that, hey, this isn't a good idea. We shouldn't be trying to book this match. Because it was announced, what, a couple, like two months ago? This was announced about a month. It leaked. It leaked about a month and a half ago. And um, WWE had no choice but to say, okay, yes, it leaked. Therefore, um, yes, this match will end up happening. So they kind of had to, to they, they kind of had to put themselves in that picture but at the same time, they shouldn't have promoted that match if that was going to be the case. Um, the way way most matches, the way it goes is that most arenas, they'll book an event and then they'll have a, an advertised match, even though it's not really going to be the advertised match. But it yeah. turned out that was going to be the case. They should have, I mean, don't do the match if you're not going to do the finish. Everyone was looking forward to uh, Bray winning because Bray, Bray Wyatt as the Fiend is so over around. He's the most over guy on the main roster. And you're kill. I mean, momentum-wise, I think that did hurt him a little bit. He's not buried. A lot of he's, people are like, oh, no, he's buried. No, he's, no. He, he's not buried. He came out looking strong at the end of it. He did. And I, and you know what the problem is, though? I think nothing we're not talking about is that I think they're going to see it as, well, wait a minute. The fans are booing Bray. And they're gonna try to turn around, and I hope they're not that. I hope they're not. I hope they're not either. But I just, I, I have a feeling though that they might end up doing that. Well, you hear the fans at the end; they're booing, they're booing Bray. So we did something right. No, um, they, 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 they can't. They can't do that. No. Um, after after the show, there was a chance of AEW um, restart the match, and I think that this is just not a good look for the company. Um, and. Keep in mind, people aren't mad at the fact that The Fiend didn't win or the fact that Seth Rollins won. I don't think that's the point of this. The fact is that there was not a finish to a match where they touted it as something that has no rules. It's something that shortens careers. Um, It's supposed to be this big thing, and they kind of just shit all over us as fans. Um, especially when you, go, when you go back in time and you think about the Mick Foley Hell in a Cell. The dude died. He was thrown off the top of the cage, was stretched out, came back. There was no no one rang a bell for that. Not once, but in two came separate Hell in a Cell matches. Died again in the ring. Shawn Michaels was bleeding like a stuck pig out of his face on the first Hell in a Cell match. Um, I, I just don't. I don't see why they thought this was a good idea. Um, the Hell in a Cell match between uh, DX and the McMahons, where uh, Triple H, I mean, where Vince gets laid out with a sledgehammer by Triple H, I pretty much get executed by a sledgehammer. Yes, that didn't end in a DQ. Um, that you know Triple H hit him and won the match. You mean to tell me that that should have been a disqualification because he executed Vince with a sledgehammer? There's no rules in Hell in a Cell, that, so that just makes no sense at all. Like it's just. It's it's ridiculous, and you wonder why fans are 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 mad about about this event. Um, there's why there's over uh, overwhelmingly negative reception to this match and to this and to this pay per view as well. I would not be surprised if this does come out as the worst paper, worst WWE pay per view of the year. Absolutely, maybe even I'll go further and say the worst pay per view of the year in general. Well, we knew it was going to be that way because they only announced four matches leading into it. And you know what though, if if they if that Hell in a Cell match didn't end the way it was. I would have said, you know what? This was actually an okay show. Yeah. Based off the uh, given off the bell curve, it was fine. Like it was a good show for it being a really a B minus show. It was better than it was advertised. My hopes weren't weren't up, but now that they gave the Hell in a Cell match and it was much worse than I expected. Yeah, people are going to say this is. I mean, I'm saying this is the worst pay per view of the year. Um, I I would completely agree with you. Um, tonight on Raw, nothing. 
really of note happened. I will say they kept Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins off of the show, um, which is a smart move because that was, was going to get. There's Seth no, was going to get booed. There was really. no way they should have put Seth on that show. Um, they, they really didn't talk about it all night either. They didn't. I mean, because if they put him out there, then they they're pretty much that's like the, that's like the kiss of death right there. And um, Seth is already uh, to the point where like I think he. I mean, I don't want to say he's unrehabitable as far as him being a babyface goes, but he's pretty damn close. If they had put him back out there today, that would have been it right there. That would have been the point of no return. Because what do you do? What do you have him say? You can't have him as a babyface no. after that. Um, I came in there and I burned it down. People are going to shit on They're you. They're going to shit on you. If you say, I went into hell in a cell and I did what I had to do and I burned it down, they're going to shit all over you, bro. They are. And uh, that was a smart move to keep him off TV. Yeah. Um, and, you know, n- other than the main event, which was Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury uh, talking, not nothing really of note happened on, on Raw. Um, they're, they're going forward with this Lana Rusev, Bobby Lashley feud. Um, it, it, it's just, <laughs> a, it's just a cheap knockoff of the gold dust Val Venus feud that happened yeah. 20 years ago. Basically. Um, the only difference is that it's, they, they just decided to make it interracial. And, um, it seems like a lot of the show, it, it, it was, uh, you could easily miss it. Um, it just seems like rehashes of old feuds from the past. Uh, as I mentioned with, uh, with Lashley, um, with Lashley, Rusev, and Lana, uh, Goldust Valvinas 20 years ago. And then with uh, Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman, it just seemed like it was 10 years ago we saw the big show and uh, Floyd Mayweather. And even then, you want to go 20 years ago with Austin, it's it's even worse version of Austin and Tyson. That's the thing. We were saying earlier, I feel like Raw is just on an island by itself now because it's very missable at this point. Absolutely. For the last few weeks, it's been very missable. Uh, this was no no different, and I and I and and that's the problem with 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 Raw right right now is they they can't have they they need to really make this a, a show to watch, especially if they're I mean it's gonna be harder now now that um, all their attention is gonna be on SmackDown, so Raw is gonna get the shorter end of the deal, but still though they need to do something to make this um, a really a, a show to watch, and now it's gonna be even harder with three hours. Yeah, it's going to be a three-hour show, and you're focusing most of your talents. Your 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 big stars are going to be on on SmackDown, and then you're going to be left with Raw, and it's it's just going to be very difficult. Yeah. Um. Other other than that, uh, Kabuki Warriors beat Becky Lynch and Charlotte, who teamed up. So it was the tag champs versus the heavyweight champs, and Kabuki Warriors getting the win with that green miss on Becky Lynch. Back to back nights, so they're really pushing them strong, I guess. Uh, keep it up if if that's the way you want to go, but stick to something. Put some effort in because I feel like, like I said, you ruined what was a great week of wrestling. You shit all over it with this one, this one event uh, that had no foresight and it had no uh, direction. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe it had a direction. The direction was down, um, and that's all kind of we have to say about it. Well, do you have anything to add, Dick? You know, Raw was definitely a missable show, um, and and. They they can't be doing this. Um, they 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 um they they can't be stagnant. They need to come up, especially with Heyman uh taking more of a lead on the creative side for Raw. Um, his input needs, needs to be more important than ever. So if they're really serious about uh Heyman being in charge, then Heyman needs to really take more of a focus on it. Otherwise, it's just they're gonna be like this for a long time. Yeah. Um, Ricochet and Apollo had a match tonight too, which um was short 
and ended with the ricochet with the recoil. But it was a lot of a lot of counters on counters, very um, AEW esque, I would say. Yeah. Um, but and, yeah, and um, you know, and this is a perfect time for AEW, especially since um, I, I want to mention this real quick about AEW. TNT has done a phenomenal job of hyping up AEW. I was watching the Laker game, the pre- Laker preseason game on Saturday, and I must have seen at least four or five AEW commercials during that time. Really? And they did show a replay of the debut show on um, from like last a, Wednesday. Like a recap? Yeah. No, oh. the actual show. They, they showed oh. it again. Right um, after the game. Right after the game. That's awesome. And uh, that's really smart of TNT to do that. They're really being serious about um, AEW. They, they're going all in on it. Um, no pun intended. Um, and then even throughout the playoffs, um, you know, they're hyping it up. They really want this to work out. And now that uh, left, that this pay-per-view left a bad taste in many many wrestling fans' mouths, I would not be surprised if AEW does draw a huge rating for this week. Oh, yeah. They, and I, they better reference it, too. They better reference it, Somehow. too. Um, take advantage of this. You know, they, um, they say it's not a war. But you know what? They fucked up. Take advantage of it. And maybe even to a lesser extent, maybe have NXT take advantages, and NXT could could also recover from what happened on Sunday. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need to dig themselves out. Uh, I think that's gonna do it here. Thank you guys for joining us on this very emergency uh, special edition of the show. We don't normally do this. We were gonna wait till Friday, but this is such big news. I didn't want to wait. Yeah, we uh, we had to Saturday. do it. Right, we had to do it right now. Um, so we'll see you Saturday, guys. Thank you so much for listening, downloading. And all that jazz. We'll be back next week. Or we'll be back Saturday. Stay tuned.